Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Luke chapter 4, verses 14 through 30. This is right after the temptation of Jesus, and actually this text is paralleled in both Matthew and Mark, at least in part. I'm going to come at it from a slightly different angle in this text, but if you want to hear those other devotions, you can go to episode 605, Mark 6, 1 through 6, or episode 517, Matthew 13, 53 through 58. Let's jump into verse 14. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and a report about him went out through all the surrounding country, and he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. So a lot of these little towns had synagogues. That was a meeting place where the Jewish people would come together on the Sabbath. It was a decent-sized building made out of stone with kind of like stadium seating around the walls that could hold up to a few hundred people in some cases. And they would gather there on the Sabbath to read scripture and to pray, and somebody would give a message from the scriptures. There was a place where copies of the Old Testament scrolls were kept, and Jesus would go from synagogue to synagogue teaching. Verse 16, and he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and as was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and he stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. So he's quoting from Isaiah chapter 61 in the Old Testament. Now check this out, verse 20. And he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Well, Jesus is making a pretty bold claim here. This is a prophecy in Isaiah that was going to be fulfilled whenever the Messiah showed up. And by saying this prophecy has been fulfilled in your hearing, Jesus is saying, I'm the guy this scripture was talking about hundreds of years ago, which would obviously have raised some eyebrows, especially in his own hometown. Here's what verse 22 says, And all spoke well of him and marveled at the gracious words that were coming out of his mouth. And they said, Is this not Joseph's son? So remember, he's in his hometown. And they're like, hang on a sec here. What this guy is saying is amazing, but isn't this the kid that was raised right here in Nazareth by Joseph? His family's not anything special. He used to run around here with my kids. So where did he get all this stuff from? Verse 23, Jesus knows their hearts. He knows what they mean when they say, is this not Joseph's son? And he said to them, doubtless you will quote me in this proverb, physician, heal yourself. What we have heard you did at Capernaum, do here in your hometown as well. In other words, Jesus is saying you probably heard the things that I've done, and now that I'm here, you want me to do the same things here so I can show myself to be this big miracle worker because that captivates your attention. And then here comes the hammer. Verse 24, and he said, truly, I say to you, no prophet is acceptable in his hometown. But in truth, I tell you, there were many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the heavens were shut up three years and six months, and a great famine came over all the land. And Elijah was sent to none of them, but only to Zarephath in the land of Sidon to a woman who was a widow. This is a situation in the Old Testament where Elijah was sent as a prophet, except the Israelite people rejected him. And when they rejected him, despite the fact that there was no rain for three and a half years, there's famine all over the land, Elijah was sent to Gentile people, to non-Jewish people, specifically this woman in Zarephath, because she had faith and an openness to what God was doing. The Israelites, the Jews, rejected the prophet of God, and so God sent the prophet to people who were open to him. Verse 27, he's going to say the same thing in a different way. And there were many lepers 
believers in Israel at the time of the prophet Elisha, and none of them was cleansed, but only Naaman the Syrian. So in other words, another prophet, Elisha, came, and the Israelites rejected him, so God sent Elisha to Naaman, a Gentile, a non-Jew, because he was open to the work of God. Now check out this change of tone, verse 28. When they heard these things, all in the synagogue were filled with wrath, and they rose up and drove him out of the town, and brought him to the brow of the hill on which their town was built, so that they could throw him down the cliff. But passing through their midst, he went away. That last verse is really intriguing. We don't know if he miraculously passed through their midst, or if they had a change of heart, and he just kind of walked out of this mob scene that was ready to kill him. But regardless of how that played out, he got out of there and he wasn't killed. What I want to highlight today is how fickle the quote-unquote people of God are in this text. When Jesus is saying things to them earlier in this passage that they like to hear, the gracious words coming out of his mouth, they speak well of him and they marvel at him. But when he says something that is challenging to them, they want to kill him. Now this probably betrays the fact that these people's hearts aren't truly with the Lord. Because it's God's word in both cases. Jesus is quoting scripture in both cases. And one time it's what they want to hear and they love him. Another time it's what they don't want to hear and they hate him. And here's my takeaway from this for you and I today. Let's remember that we are here ultimately to serve and to please God alone. We're not ultimately here to serve and to please other people. Not even quote unquote God's people. We're living in a time where there are a lot of people who call themselves Christians, but who only want to hear the things from the Bible that they like to hear. They don't want to hear the things from the Bible that they don't like to hear. And whether that's a family member or a friend or a co-worker or a fellow church attender, we need to just assume that we're going to take some heat for standing for some of the things that are in God's word from people who don't want to hear them, even if it's people who claim to be followers of Christ. And so we ought to get out of our minds any desire that we have to be accepted by other people. Rather, we should be faithful and true to God's word so that we are accepted by God. And right now, we need faithful men and women of God who will stand up and be bold despite the fact that we're living in this reality where we're going to get hated on by our own people, many of which actually might not really be our own. And by the way, it's not our job to try to figure out who's our people and who's not. We'll leave that to the Lord as we strive to humbly serve him, asking him to help us be faithful to him, not fearful of men. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, share with a friend, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which is aired on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions to shape our lives the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they're bringing all three together to honor God and bless our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. That's thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule events are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference from Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.